So the, the message today is the value of one, or I, the other uh, could be the value of you. <laughs> and um, as we think of value, or I think in our society we have it turned around, or misconce- the misconception is that it's all about me. You know, it's a me society, what am I going to get, how can I make me better, and how can I, um, you know, be better than someone else. Uh, uh, and, you know, whether it's our society and the advertising, you know, if you wear these clothes, you live in this house, you drive this car, you have this, you will, you know, you're automatically going to be better off. And um, it's not, that's not, not, not the truth. The, the Bible talks about how that, that we are valuable, that I am the most important person in God's eyes. But so are you. <laughs> You know, in the, in the society, we don't see how that can work. We just see how it can work on me, and if I could get be, step on you to get higher, then that's good. But in God's society, in God's program, that there is no one more important than the other, but yet all are as important as they can be. <laughs> you can't be any more important. You know, so as we, as we think about this, me or you and I, as we look at how God is going to bless us, we don't, we don't uh, become self-centered. We pray that God would bless us so that we can bless others. We pray that God would bless others so they can bless us. You know, so we, you know, we don't want to get on that, well, God, you know, bless them so they'll give something to me. You know, no, that we are equal in this whole thing of opportunity to, to receive from God and be a blessing and to be a blessing and, you know, to receive from God and be a blessing. So it goes both ways that we are able to receive and give, we're able to give and receive. So in that place of how that God is going to work in our lives, he values you, okay? The value of one, the value of you, is that he values you. How do we know that? He died for you. You see, God didn't die for a nation. He died for individuals, He didn't die for the sin of a nation. He died for the sin of a person. You see, and whenever we, you know, the nation, we often see how that God is involved in the nation of Israel. And God used that, and we have it in our Old Testament, that God dealt with the nation of Israel as one. But in Christ and in the coming of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost, God deals with us as individuals. And individuals as part of the body of Christ. So God then is blessing and directing and, and helping and, you know, restoring and bringing God, his goodness and his fullness into our lives. So we are all in that place of being very important. You, you know, to discredit yourself is, is wrong. Um, sometimes we have these, what they call uh, anchor thoughts. Anchor thoughts are what you think of most of the time whenever you think about you, <laughs> all right? When you think about you, what do you think? You know, I'm no good, I'm bad, I did this, I did that. You're always bringing up the past and how that you failed and how that this, those are anchor thoughts. So that everything that you receive, everything that goes on in your life has to filter through that anchor. <laughs> God's gonna bless you, but, you know, I did this. <laughs> God is going to give you eternal life, yes, but, you see, there's no buts. You got rid of the buts. Okay, but we need to change our anchor thoughts. We are, we are blessed by Jesus because we are forgiven. 
See, we are, you know, so the anchor that holds us is Jesus Christ. And that the, the change that he brings in us is what we do every day. You know, whenever, and, well, hopefully in a little while, <laughs> whenever we get up each morning and we give thanks to God, what we are doing is thanking God for being with us for the day. And so we are then allowing God to bless and to use us and to take the events of the day to, you know, to bless and direct and so that we can deal with them. Well, what about bad things? What about them? What about good things? So we are, we are looking at how that God is going to bless that moment, this moment, this day, and we invite God into everything that we do this day. So what we are doing then is saying that we are privileged to be able to have the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, that we are safe in the arms of our Father, that, you know, the other songs, they all fit right into this, how that he is going to provide and care and bless. It doesn't come automatically. It comes whenever we begin to think and to pray and to focus on what God wants to do. Uh, so it's, 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 if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. So sin, the wrongdoing, is, and the sin in our life is not the issue. When God has forgiven it, he doesn't remember it. So if he doesn't remember it, why do we keep making it an issue? And if we are continuing to sin, then we need to do something about it. <laughs> Ask God for strength to overcome it. Because it should never stand in the way of what God is doing in our life. If it stands in the way, then it needs to get out of the way. <laughs> and that, so we, we take what God is doing in our life and we allow the presence of the Holy Spirit the Word of God, and our focus on God to make a difference in our everyday. So whenever we are praying, whenever we're getting up in the morning, you know, <laughs> I was asking Glenda, I said, did you wake up grouchy this morning or did you let him sleep? <laughs> yeah. But usually you can do that to yourself, you know. Did you wake up grouchy this morning or did you, did you let him sleep, you know, or her sleep? So, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so we, we have these thoughts. We have these, and it isn't that we're, it's like building a house. It takes a lifetime. It takes a lifetime to build a house, to say. Well, our body and our life is taking a lifetime. And our growing and our, our knowing and our, uh, our, what we're doing, you know, it takes a lifetime. I, and the, you know, going through high school, <laughs> you know, going through college, going through whatever. Those are, at the time, it feels like it's never going to end, but it does. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you know, while we're growing and, you know, we think we know it all, almost everything, you know, it's like... Uh, you didn't, know you're, you didn't know you could be, be raised by such stupid people, your parents, until you got about 20-some years old. Then you realized, well, you know what? They weren't so dumb after all. <laughs> and uh, then we get uh, you know, a little older, and it's like, well, I wish I'd have listened more. And you know, all those type of things. So it's our experiences that help us to understand. And so our word, the word of God coming into our life, helps us understand. John 15, 16 says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. So um, if we ever think that we are um, not good enough to be a Christian, that's not God's thought. 
because God chose you. The anchor thought that we must have is God has chosen me to be his child. Amen. God has chosen me to be his child. Amen. Thank you. (laughs) And that because I am his child, I am his child because I am forgiven. I have allowed the word of God to touch my life. So that's an anchor thought. I'm a child of God. I am blessed by God. I am, I am the apple of his eye. He never takes his eye off of me. I'm, the, I, I'm the, the favorite child. But you see, so is everyone else. That God has that distinct, unique relationship with us that we are, if, if, we, were going, if we were the only person to have ever lived, Jesus would have died for our sin. <laughs> so we have that unique personal relationship that God has touched us with, called us by name, and brought us, as it were, to his cross, where we confess our sin and the blood of Christ cleanses us from sin. But he also brings us to the place of the resurrection, where we are resurrected with Christ. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, he's going to quicken our bodies, not only when we die, but he's going to quicken our bodies while we are alive. So that the working of the Holy Spirit will quicken. It'll be that unction. There'll be that, well, you, there'll be that knowing of a knowing. <laughs> I know that I know that I know this is what we should do and this is how it's going to go and this is how it's going to turn out. Well, just like Joseph, <laughs> you can go back and forth. I mean, Joseph, again, one of my favorite characters. <laughs> he had a dream. You know, all of his brothers are going to bow down to him, even his dad. And his mistake was he told his brothers. (laughs) You know, brothers, I want you to know someday you're going to bow down to me. (laughs) Yeah, brother, think about this, you know. You know, throw him in a pit. So all of the problems that Joseph had were about taking him to where he needed to be in his life. So where he was to be in his life would actually save his brothers and his father and his younger brother. You see, in our life, what if God is orchestrating all of these things? What if he's orchestrating? He is orchestrating all of these things in our life and taking us to a point. And in this orchestrating of things, Joseph had to remain faithful to what God wanted to do in his life, the value of one. He had to remain faithful to God in the midst of the trials, Potiphar's wife tempting him, and he had to remain faithful in the times of the imprisonment where he's forgotten. But each of those places, he was his best. He was his best in Potiphar's house and came to be the chief servant. He was his best in the prison. He became, he became over all the prisoners. And he had his gift, and his gift was interpreting dreams. Now, each of us have a gift. Each of us are gifted with certain events and certain things, certain qualities in our life. We all have these giftings, and so we have to use those giftings. They may seem irrelevant. They're not going to take us anywhere. Joseph saw a dream, and it got him thrown out, you know, kicked out of the family and sold as a slave. He had a dream, and, you know, and it went away. But every place in the the process, God was taking him to a different, different place. In our lives, where is God taking us? A unique life, especially 
orchestrated just for you. I have a unique life specifically orchestrated just for you. Now, my failures, my sins, the other people, all those types of things, if, if our lives were swapped, <laughs> you know, I wish I could live like so-and-so, I wish I had their life, I wish I had their money, I wish I had their husband, their kids, their, you know, whatever. If see, if we would swap places, <laughs> their life wouldn't fit us. It'd be a burden. It would be, we couldn't live it. Because it's just not who we are. But our life is very specially outlined for who we are and, and how all these things, I don't know how all these things will work together for good. We didn't know, you didn't know how Joseph was going to be, you know, his life was going to work out for good. He had to live it out in the same way with Esther and, uh, you know, in her life. You know, she's an orphan raised by her uncle and, and she wins a beauty contest and becomes queen, <laughs> you know. Wow, wasn't that lovely? Well, you know, she's the only one that stands in the way of rescuing her entire race or dying. You see, that was her position was a life-threatening position. And in our lives, we are, we are in places where we don't see how it's supposed to be, but we do know that God is with us. I am safe in the arms of my Father, and nothing is ever going to separate me from God. And in this whole process, I need to start every day with being thankful to God. You know, I need to thank. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be on my mouth. Psalm 34.1. I will bless the Lord at all times. I'm going to give thanks to God for this moment, for this day, for this problem, for this situation, for this circumstance. How that the future, I give, th I give thanks to God. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will thank him because he is greater than me and he has planned these things out. He chose me to be his child and he has chosen me and this very life that I have and the things that I've done and I'm exactly where I need to be doing what I'm supposed to do, <laughs> surrounded by the people that I'm supposed to have. <laughs> A very unique place. So, <laughs> I chose you and put you in the world to bear fruit. So there is a purpose for our being here. Our purpose is to bear fruit, not for our own lives, but for the kingdom of God. That we are bearing fruit for God by the way we live, by our words, our actions, that our demeanor, that we want, we are representing God. So we are part, we are this fruit tree that bears fruit, and the fruit is something that other people are picking and eating. You know, you can tell that peach, that fruit tree didn't, that, what is it say? did fall far from the tree? What's that? The apple didn't fall far from the tree. What does that mean? The apple is a lot like the tree. So our fruit is to be a lot like Christ. He's divine. We, he's divine. We're the branches. So um, as the fruit bears, whatever you ask the Father in relation to me, he gives you. Now this is the part that is so difficult. 
that God is going to give to us whatever we ask. Well, let me get my Sears catalog out here. <laughs> you know, let me go on the internet here and see whatever. What do we need to bear fruit? What do we need to bear fruit? You see, anything that we ask that's going to bear fruit is going to be blessed, is going to be multiplied, is going to have a, a God's blessing upon it. So if you're planting trees... <laughs> You plant them with a purpose. My, our, our son, um, he has a friend that's, um, uh, he's a very earthy person. <laughs> he, he lives, he lives uh, off, the, um, off the land, but he's a rock climber. <laughs> and, uh, oh, if you ever, do you ever watch Ninja, that Ninja Warrior? He designs and builds those, all those obstacles. <laughs> This is David's, one of David's, yeah, he's just been hired and they eliminated like four positions and made it all him <laughs> to design and build all those obstacles. And so that's what he does. But he lives, where he lives, he bought this acreage of land and um, the person that he bought it from had trees that he had grafted many different types of fruit trees in so that they would bear fruit longer. You know, it was just like experimenting with the trees. And, 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 you know, this guy put together these trees, like apple trees, that would not just bear apples for two weeks, but they would bear apples for about three weeks or a month or whatever. I, don't, I didn't see them, so I can't tell. But, you know, had all that. He hollowed out logs so that he would, that, uh, filled it with, so he, bear, so he would grow uh, very expensive mushrooms that he sells to the organic stores. I mean, the guy's just, you know, phenomenal. <laughs> and... Uh, but anyhow, the idea is he, ha he has a very special gift. And God is blessing him in that gift. And you see, each of us have very special giftings that God has put there. And, and if we are able to bear fruit, we bear fruit in many ways. And whatever we need to continue to bear fruit, God's going to give us. So we need to be asking for more nutrients <laughs> That what I need so that the, I can produce more fruit. So I need to find a way to make more fruit. Is that logical? Yes. <laughs> this is yes. <laughs> okay. This is... <laughs> yeah, well, we're thinking. Steelers are on this afternoon. <laughs> It's cold this afternoon. It's going to be, you know, it's cold outside. You're going to dismiss us and we're going to be out there and get cold. You know, that's the stare, the far-off stare, you know. <laughs> we're paying attention, Pastor. <laughs> Romans 9.20 says, Who in the world do you think you are to second-guess to second God? This is one of those sections where Paul's telling, you know, the Romans, they have this, you know, God's made a mistake, you know, we're being persecuted, the Romans, you know, the church in Rome is being persecuted, and things are going bad, and, you know, so Paul's in there giving them some, some advice. Who do you think you are, second-guessing God? Do you think God can do it? you think you can do it any better than God? Do you think you can make a better life for yourself than God? And he goes on, talks about... Um, isn't it obvious that the potter has the perfect right to shape one lump of clay into a vessel 
uh, for holding flowers and another into a pot for cooking beans. <laughs> Who are you to tell the potter what he's going to make of you? You know, I don't want to be a bean pot. <laughs> I want to be a flower vase, you know, a vase. You know, I want to sit on the windowsill and have dead flowers in me, you know. <laughs> so, no. If God needs one style of pottery specifically designed to show his angry displeasure in another style carefully crafted to show his glorious goodness, isn't that all right? You see, God is at work and he is molding us, but he has a purpose for us. My life is not your life, your life is not my life, and your pot is not like my pot. Okay? Now, some of your pots are cracked, some are no, not cracked pot. Uh, but um, you see, either or both happens to the Jews. But it also happens to other people. Jose put it this way. I'll call nobodies to make them somebodies. I'll call the unloved to make them beloved. In the place where they yell out, you're nobody, they're calling you God's living children. <laughs> so you see, we, we need to recognize how God is at work. Isaiah puts it this way in the same text. If, a grain, if each grain of sand on the seashore were numbered and the sum labeled chosen of God, they be numbers still, not names. Salvation comes by personal selection. God doesn't count us. He calls us by name. <laughs> you see, we think of our society, we're just a number. But in, in the kingdom of God, he calls us by name. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Hmm. Isaiah, he says, uh, looked at it this way, same set of scriptures. If our powerful God had not provided us a legacy of living children, we would have ended up like a ghost town, like Sodom and Gomorrah. You see, if God hasn't, hadn't been on our side, as it were, if God hasn't been the one who is working in us, we'd be like a ghost town. You know, we'd be like a ghost town, all dried up, dead, nothing left but a framework. But God didn't put it that way. God didn't have it that way. He has us for a purpose. He has us planted where we need to be and that we are drawing upon the nutrients of God's word to bear fruit. And, you know, the bearing, bearing fruit is just something that is natural because we're doing the right things for the right reasons. How can we sum this up, Paul says? All those people who didn't seem interested in what God was doing actually embraced what God was doing as he straightened out their lives. And Israel, who seemed so interested in reading and talking about what God was doing, missed it. How could they miss it? Because instead of trusting God, they took over. See, the, the challenge is we want to, we, we, there's a desire. Wanting is not bad. God will grant us the desires of our heart. As a man thinketh in a heart, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. So desiring something and desiring blessing and desiring good is not a bad thing. 
You know, we talked about in Sunday school. Wow, if this happens to the rich, I don't want to be a rich person. <laughs> well, the rich person that God is against is the one who is trusting in his riches and the one who is stepping on everybody else to get ahead and cheating everybody else to get ahead. God doesn't, you know. But God is, what is he doing? He is blessing us so that we can be a blessing. He is working in our lives so that we can produce good fruit. So we are absorbed not in ourselves, but in the God projects. So we need to be able to bless others. We need to have the strength to do our work. We need to be, be blessed by God to be fruitful. And the God does something, puts a dream in our heart. You know, uh, I heard the story of this um, in, in the projects. This African-American young boy um, was skipping school, you know, climbing out the window, and his, his cousin told him, he says, you might as well skip school. You're never going to amount to anything anyhow. <laughs> So it kind of struck him the opposite way, made him angry, and so he, he decided he was going to try and do something, he'd try and make something of his life. And um, so he decided that, you know, he's going to go to school, and he decided he wanted to be a boxer. <laughs> so he went into the gym and went to the place where, you know, teach them how to box, and they told him, I haven't, you know, how, how often have you boxed? How have you been trained? The guy says, I haven't been trained, I'm just starting. And the guy says, get out of here, I got all these good people. But the assistant went over and talked to him and says, I'll train you. We'll work together. A year later, <laughs> he won the Olympic gold for boxing, and his name is George Foreman. <laughs> you know, so he was set in a place where he had to decide what he was going to do, and George Foreman is now a pastor. <laughs> and uh, so we see how that God can work in our lives, and, you know, we, we don't, we're not necessarily born in the right place. You know, we weren't raised in the right neighborhood. We weren't raised by the right family. We had this wrong. We had that wrong. Lots of things are wrong. You see, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. What am I doing? I'm seeing how that God is going to work in my life. You see, <laughs> the worse it gets, the brighter you're going to shine. Because it's not about me. It's about God. We know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves you and has chosen you to be his own people. <laughs> See, the value is in who, who God is and he, how he is in me. And one other illustration or story, and then we'll finish. When Jesus was um, baptized by John the Baptist, you know, he went there and, he, you know, John, he, John says, you know, hey, you need to baptize me. I need to be baptized by you. You're the son of God. And we know that John baptized Jesus and uh, the, the, the dove descended from heaven and uh, the voice from heaven, this is my beloved son in whom, whom I am well pleased. Now, what had Jesus done up until this point? What had he done? Nothing. Nothing that we know of. There was no miracles. There was no teaching. This was Jesus who had been a faithful son to his mother and his family, a faithful carpenter, embarking on his journey. In three years, he would be dead, but he would rise again. But to that point, he hadn't really done anything. You see, it isn't what we do it's the God who we serve being in us. Breaking the chains, the anchors that hold us to our old way of thinking. 
Most of the time, those anchors that hold us to our own way of thinking were established when we were kids. For whatever reason, in whatever way, whatever we learned, that's what we believed. And we kind of fall back on that all the time. Well, we need to break those chains because they are not the chains. They are not there to hold us in place. They're there to hold us back from what God wants to do. So we break those chains by putting in its place the truth of God's word. Truth of God's word, I want God, you know, we, are, we, we were chosen by God. He chose us. He chose us that we might bear fruit, that we are grafted into the vine, and the vine is, you know, Christ is the vine, we are the branches. What strength comes from the vine, it doesn't come from us, it flows from God through us to what we do. So what we are doing has a great impact. What your parents did and your grandparents did, whatever they did, that you're, you're living in the fruit of that. You know, I know my grandmother and grandfather prayed for us. <laughs> I know they prayed for They prayed for our grandchildren. They didn't even see them. <laughs> didn't even know them, but they would have prayed for them. My mom and dad and us and our, we're praying for our It's like God is, you know, this whole thing going on. God has blessed us. And somewhere, sometime, somebody has prayed, but God has prayed. God desires to touch into our lives, and we are created with that sense inside of us. We need God. And as we open that up to receive God, we're not in need anymore. We are in walking with him so that he can bless us, so that the fruit can bear in our lives, and other people can come along and pick it and say, you know, tastes like God. <laughs> it's refreshing. It's peaceful. It's forgiving. Feels like love. Feels like I'm accepted. Those are the fruits that God has that's coming from our love, from our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, meekness, kindness. We're not always that way. The wind blows. <laughs> Feels like we're going to get blown away from the tree, broken off, break, the branch is going to get broken. <laughs> but, you know, the wind stops. Fruit still comes. And the blessing of God still falls. Amen? Let's stand, shall we? <laughs> the value of one, <laughs> the value of you, we all have a very specific goal, purpose in life, and God has created us to fulfill that, and he'll give us the strength to do it. Amen? Thank you, God, for knowing our lives, loving us, forgiving us, establishing our going out and our coming in, that, God, you will bless us, you will direct us, you will prosper us in a way that we can bear fruit that will touch the lives of other people, that it's not about us, it's about you, God, flowing through us, that we are simply the conduit through which your blessing flows. We thank you, God, that we are grafted into the vine, and the strength of the vine flows through us to produce fruit. God, we are grateful that there is value in each branch. <laughs> there is value in, each of the, in all of the fruit that each branch produces because it resembles you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for blessing us that we might be blessings. Amen? Amen. God bless you. <laughs>
That's it. Ray, pray, raise the anchor. <laughs>